A very good day to all of our listeners. This is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries International. Today we're going to continue on the series we've been teaching on for quite some while now. We've entitled this series, There's Only One. I really trust today we'll lend an acute ear to that that I'm going to share today. Because no doubt I'll be sharing something that for many might even be a little bit confusing and even may raise questions as to why would I do that. And so I've entitled today's teaching, There's Only One Way to Set Your Oppressor, the one who's done you wrong, who may have abused you and or hurt you, free. So there's only one way to set your oppressor free. Immediately as I say that, no doubt many are asking the question, well, hang on, if someone's hurt me, surely I need to get even with them. Justice must prevail. They've done me wrong. They are not due being set free. They should live with the guilt and the shame. In fact, I should name and perhaps shame them for the perpetration that they did toward me and to others dear to me. And I should not have a heart's desire to set them free. But when we think of the primary example, the person of Jesus Christ, who will always be our go-to in any matter, in any decision, and in any conduct, whatever Jesus did was for the benefit of others. Jesus did not exist for his self-gain. In fact, Jesus set me free and I was the one who was the perpetrator against him before I found Jesus Christ. So the heart of Jesus Christ was to set me, the oppressor, the wrongdoer, the one far removed from God, and even the one who may have hurt people or had people hurt me through the course of my life. So Jesus always lived in perpetual forgiveness towards mankind. That, if you like, kept Jesus free of being contaminated by the wrongdoings of mankind, inviting for himself the opportunity to take offense, because he lived perpetually with the heart of forgiveness towards mankind. So my heart is a heart of forgiveness extended towards mankind at all times, in spite of what man may do to me, that's going to keep me free. Now that's wonderful. There's great benefit in that. But the heart of God is not only to keep me free from the prospect of being hurt or damaged by the one who's doing wrong to me, but actually to set the oppressor free. That's the heart of God. The heart of God is to set others free in spite of them hurting or abusing or incurring a malpractice or a wrong or a hurt or an abuse. Whatever it might be, my heart, being like the heart of God, should be one that desires above me being set free to set my oppressor free. So how do I do that? Well, the Bible teaches that we are to forgive each other just as God, through Jesus Christ, forgave us. You'll find that scripture reference in Ephesians 4 verse 32. 
Colossians 3 verse 13, it says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness and long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must forgive others. But above all else, this is how we will arrive at a heart to forgive. But above all else, or above all these things, put on love. Love means I exist for the benefit of another, to release another, to set another free, to convey advantage toward another party. And in that scripture, it says that love is the bond of perfection. In Luke 6, verse 37 and 38, it says, Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Of course, not by God. God judged Jesus Christ at the cross, but that others don't judge us. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will men put into your bosom. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So if I render or extend forgiveness, that measure that I render or extend as forgiveness will be returned to me. In Matthew chapter 18, Peter says this when Jesus is speaking and training his disciples, says, Then Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? And Peter thought he was magnanimous. He said, Shall I do so up to seven times? And Jesus replied or said to Peter, I do not say to you up to seven times, but rather up to seventy-seven times per day. Of course, Jesus is not saying we must keep record or count. 77 times per day represents the perfect number. Do so perpetually. Whenever your brother asks you to forgive him, forgive him immediately and quickly so that you may set him free. So my heart of forgiveness extended towards man keeps me avoiding offense or hurt or harm overcoming, impacting or influence me adversely. So like Jesus, as I said earlier, always has a heart of forgiveness towards mankind. His heart is to set me free. So to set me free, he forgave me. I, as I said earlier, having his heart, want to set another free. The one who did me wrong, who hurt me, who abused me. Maybe it was an absent father or mother. Maybe there was some abuse, some hardship that was painful. The way I remove that pain and disallow it to impact me is I live with a heart of perpetual forgiveness towards the perpetrator. But the heart of God is this, friends, and this may be big to say. The heart of God is this, is not only to see me not being affected by, because I live with a heart of forgiveness perpetually towards others, but the heart of God is that I forgive others for one express purpose, to set them free. We don't want to see people overcome by the enemy, by the abuse or the wrong that they did. We want to see them set free. Forgiveness sets them free. I want to encourage, you may have a father, a mother, a friend, a brother, a sister, someone in your sphere of influence as you sojourn this road called life, who has hurt you. That hurt would not have penetrated 
and if we live with a heart of forgiveness towards others, being quick to forgive. But above all else, we want to set that wrongdoer free. Personally, in a family situation, in a nation, on a continent, in the world, when we are quick to forgive, we set people free so that bondage, captivity, and enabling the enemy to destroy their lives is loosed from them so that they too can be free. That is love. This is love. That our heart's desire is to set another free. So how do we, or what is that one thing, or that one way that we can set our oppressor free? Forgive them. Look them up. Speak to them and say, I forgive you for maybe that great and disastrous wrong that you did to me. I forgive you. And your heart's attitude is because I want to set you free. Whether you say that in words to the person concerned or not, the heart motive is important. Our desire to see you set free from the great abuse or wrong that you did to me. Of course, as I close, forgiveness is the starting road to begin to build and reinstate trust. Forgiveness doesn't translate to immediate, I now trust you. I need to see fruits of my extended forgiveness to you changing or transforming you into a trustworthy person. So I'll extend my trust one increment at a time towards you so there will be no more need for you to hurt so that I won't need to re-forgive. So to forgive doesn't mean I now trust you. It takes you to the starting line where we can begin to walk a road maybe over months or years or even decades or maybe we never arrive at trusting. But at least we're given the opportunity that we can trust over time. Be quick to forgive, to set others free. Live in forgiveness in your heart so that hurt and wrongdoing toward you can never penetrate you, that you can never ingest it, for like a cancer it will destroy you and harm you and compromise your future. God bless as you live in forgiveness towards others and God bless as you forgive your oppressor with a heart's motive and intent to set them free. So this is Abraham Foss saying farewell, God bless. Look us up on foryourgood.net. Send us an email, we'll gladly respond. Until next time, a blessed week to every listener.